The following podcast contains adult themes and is suitable for mature audiences only. Hi everyone, and welcome to On The Rise, the show where we take a look at the best rising stars on the music scene today. On today's episode, we'll be exploring the story so far of Australian rapper and pop sensation, The Kid Leroy, who is certainly on his way to becoming a big name in the music industry, despite only being 18 years old. In this episode, we take a look at how The Kid Leroy got to where he is today, what music he has already put out, and what's in store next for the talented newcomer. So let's get straight into it. I'm your host Adam Hampton, and this is Lyrics of Their Life on the Rise. The Kid Leroy was born Charlton Kenneth Jeffrey Howard, on the 17th of August 2003 in the suburb of Waterloo, New South Wales, which was located close to the inner southern Sydney area of Redfern. Charlton, or Charlie for short, was raised alongside his younger brother Austin by their parents Nick and Sloane Howard, where both of his parents worked in the music industry. Charlie's father Nick first set out as a travelling musician, attempting to make it in the industry, but after his career didn't work out, he returned to Australia and worked as a sound engineer and as a producer. Nick would then meet Charlie's mother, Sloane, who was of Aboriginal heritage and was attempting to make it as a model. Nick and Sloane soon started working together in the music industry, with Nick continuing his work as a producer and sound engineer and Sloane working as a talent manager under her own company name, She Artist Management. Nick did some production work for Australian pop star Delta Goodrum, Australian R&B artist Selwyn, and both of them started working for the winners of the 1999 TV series Pop Stars, who are a group called Bardo, featuring the now well-known model and TV personality Sophie Monk. During Sloane's time as a talent manager, she also took care of 2002 Pop Stars winner Scott Kane's career where he went on to score a number one hit on the Australian Aria chart with a song called I'm Moving On. But unfortunately, his career faded after this, and Sloane lost her clients. Charlie, aka the Kid Leroy, would grow up living in a couple of different houses within the Waterloo and Redfern area in South Sydney, and was surrounded by music growing up, having access to a Fender guitar, and having his mother's music playing often. His mother's taste of music especially rubbed off on Charlie, with soul, rap and R&B music becoming his favourites, and in particular, artists such as Tupac, Eminem, Kanye West, Lil Wayne, The Fugees, and even Erica Badu. And Leroy would also claim to be a big Michael Jackson fan growing up. Leroy believes from as early as age four, he was making up his own songs and rapping along to his mother's music. But things weren't all so great in the Howard household, when at the age of four, Charlie's parents decided to split up. The separation meant that Charlie's father would move out 
and Charlie would be left to live with his mother and brother. Charlie's father inconsistently remained in contact with Charlie and his brother Austin, with contact being limited during their childhood. However, Charlie cited his uncle as a great man who took the pair under his wing, acting as a type of father figure to them. As Charlie's father was the main breadwinner in the family, for a while, Charlie's mother struggled to make ends meet and resorted to selling drugs to keep her family fed, with reports to the police by neighbours a regular occurrence. In order to cope with what was going on around him, at age 7, Charlie turned to music and began dreaming of becoming a famous rapper, living in LA and being well off financially, which would see him and his family out of this mess. But being an ordinary kid from Waterloo in Australia, he just didn't know how he was going to get there. For as long as they could, they remained in Sydney, but due to their struggles financially and other personal matters, at the age of eight, Charlie, his mother and brother decided to move to their grandparents' house located in the outback New South Wales mining town of Broken Hill, located inland towards the border of South Australia which was approximately a 13-hour drive away from Waterloo in Sydney. While living in the remote country town of Broken Hill, Charlie and his brother Austin attended the Sacred Heart Parish Primary School, where Charlie became a schoolhouse captain and won a number of awards, including for public speaking. Charlie himself claimed he was a good student who tried hard during primary school, but didn't have a lot of friends and saw his mother and brother as his best friends. From the age of 10 to 12, Charlie took part in the Broken Hill Silver City swim team and reportedly did quite well. He also enjoyed playing basketball in his spare time, watching the TV show Pimp My Ride, and was also interested in Japanese-style cartoons. During this time, Charlie also started recording his own tracks and music videos. Using his mother's iPhone, Charlie would freestyle rap and make up his own lyrics to different types of beats, usually from the free YouTube library, as well as Beats by Eminem and Kendrick Lamar, as he then proceeded to upload them to the sharing service SoundCloud, as he had heard that many artists had been signed that way and enjoyed sharing his music. When the time came for Charlie to go off to high school, he was sent away to Sacred Heart Boarding School in Adelaide, South Australia, which was another six hours away from Broken Hill. The fees were expensive, but for the time being, Charlie's mother could afford it and wanted her son to receive a good education. While he was here, Charlie also stayed with his uncle, who lived locally. He continued to rap and created music uploading it to SoundCloud and decided to give himself his first rap name, called FC6, while also going by the name Charlton. Then in 2015, at the age of 12, Charlie met a local 18-year-old DJ and rapper named Marcus Wilson Jr. Marcus was originally from the US and went by the stage name DJ Ladykiller. Marcus, who had experience with performing live as a DJ at local parties in Adelaide, producing music and a solid following locally, connected with Charlie through social media, where Charlie sent him some music he had been working on. Marcus became somewhat of a mentor to Charlie, providing him with the tools to promoting himself as a rapper and taught him all about the recording process. The pair became good friends, hanging out most weekends and were always creating new music. As time went on, they eventually formed a rap duo called Dream Team. 
Dream Team would perform locally at parties and even weddings, and recorded a number of demo tracks together. In Marcus's home studio garage, using a cheap microphone, recording software, basic speakers, and recording equipment, before Charlie's mother Sloan decided to manage and promote the duo under a new management label for musicians and models that she called Mama Capone Management. When promoting the duo, Charlie's mother even placed on their advertisements Charlton Leroy, or simply Leroy, which was another name he started to go by, and would essentially be his new nickname. The name Leroy was chosen when Charlie learned of his cultural background being of Indigenous Australian or Aboriginal heritage. Charlie's great-great-grandfather, on his mother's Sloan side, of the family, was sadly a part of the Stolen Generation, which occurred between 1905 and 1970, where he was taken away by the federal and state governments, as well as church missions, in order to breed out the coloured First Nations people by raising them with white families instead. Charlie's great-great-grandfather was told he was Spanish instead of Aboriginal from a very early age in order to explain his darker skin and to hide his true heritage. Despite the brainwashing and attempts to stop him from learning the truth, at the age of 18, he started asking questions and discovered that he was in fact Aboriginal. Further research into his heritage led to the discovery that he belonged to the Camilleroy tribe known for once being one of the four largest indigenous nations. When Charlie learned of his heritage, he wanted to pay respect to this and decided to add the Leroy part from Camilleroy into his stage name. As Leroy got older, he started listening to different types of rap, with Drake also becoming one of his favourites, especially for the fact that he had put Toronto and Canada on the map, becoming the first Canadian rapper to break onto the American scene. Leroy was inspired by this and later revealed in an interview that Drake's success was a major motivation of his to attempt to put Sydney, Australia on the map and break into the US, which hadn't been done yet. Leroy himself didn't necessarily enjoy listening to the Australian rap music scene and found a lot of it to be corny and on a completely different level to the US. Leroy growing up was heavily influenced by the American culture and he just felt like he connected more to the American style of rap, knowing that if he ever makes it, that's where he has to go. Leroy stated that Tupac's Brenda's Got a Baby music video and Kanye West's 808 and Heartbreaks album both inspired him significantly to become a pro rapper. During 2015, sad news rocked the family when Leroy's beloved uncle was tragically murdered. Leroy would be devastated by the news and from here on out, he looked to do his uncle proud, using his death as inspiration and the drive he needed in life to succeed. His uncle especially was said to be very supportive of Leroy's rap career ambitions. After just six to eight months of attending boarding school in Adelaide, due to financial troubles, the loss of Leroy's uncle and expensive school fees, which were only set to increase as Leroy got older, Leroy's mother had no choice but to pull him out of school and head back to Sydney as he left behind DJ Marcus and his Dream Team project. What is strange, however, is that in all of Leroy's interviews or videos after this point, Marcus would never be mentioned again by name and instead he was referred to as some guy, suggesting there was some sort of falling out or rift between Leroy and Marcus 
or more than likely, Leroy's mother and Marcus, as she was also managing him. Marcus essentially kickstarted Leroy's career and was believed to be a great mentor to him, recording a ton of tracks together, so it's strange that he was never mentioned or credited for the role he played in the beginning of his career. To this day, the music the pair recorded has not been heard by the public other than a few short remixes as well as video clips and images of the pair that still exist out there today. Some information regarding this move back to Sydney is quite unclear though, as Marcus himself believes he too travelled to Sydney with Leroy and his mother for a special meeting with some so-called big shots in the music industry, which was confirmed in a Facebook post by Leroy's own mother at the time, where she wrote, Boys off to the big smoke to meet with the big players in the music business. So proud of you guys, going straight to the top. However, after just a few days, Marcus was said to have returned home to Adelaide with Leroy and his mother remaining in Sydney, suggesting Marcus wasn't in these so-called big players of the music industry's plans, and the 12-year-old prodigy Leroy was the only talent they were looking for. It was around this time that Leroy also came in contact with local radio DJ and host Zigga Noor, aka DJ Ziggy, who was involved with Triple J and Koori Radio. DJ Ziggy liked Leroy's style and offered to play one of his tracks on Koori Radio, as well as granting him free studio time. After witnessing what Leroy could do in the studio, DJ Ziggy would become Leroy's new manager and pushed hard to get him further radio and studio time. It's highly likely that DJ Ziggy was in fact one of the big players they were set to meet, which is also what Marcus believes, and most likely that Ziggy had something to do with Leroy and his family moving from Adelaide and Broken Hill back to Sydney for an opportunity that was far too good to refuse. And although the music business is cutthroat, the sad reality is that Marcus Jr. was shafted leaving his dream in tatters, and to never get a mention again. To this day, Marcus continues to make music of his own, even starting his own rap career, instead of just DJing and producing music, and hopefully one day, he receives the credit he deserves. Towards the end of 2015, when Leroy was still 12 years old, he, his brother and mother, relocated permanently back to Waterloo, near Redfern in South Sydney where they moved into the housing commission area due to being a low-income family. Leroy's close mates described this area that he lived in as their form of the ghetto, or the hood, but of course it's a much different environment and is incomparable to parts of the US. The housing commission area that Leroy grew up in was known for its high crime rate, related to drug dealings, theft, and the occasional shooting or stabbing but mainly consisted of low-income families and broken families basically living on the poverty line, trying to get by. Despite this, Leroy spoke to YouTuber No Jumper and claimed that he feels that there is nowhere else with a stronger sense of community. To him, the Waterloo area has always felt like his home, even when living at Broken Hill. When Leroy first arrived back in Sydney, he didn't really know anyone, so he would attend the Fact Tree Youth Centre in Waterloo, where local kids could meet up and socialise and play sports and games. This would be where he formed many of his friendships and became well known in the community. 
Leroy, his mother, and his brother Austin lived together in a tiny duplex brick building, which was extremely basic. Mistreated by previous tenants, the carpet was filthy, there were holes in the walls, Leroy had to sleep on a blow-up mattress laid out on a bed frame, and a simple heater was the only other piece of furniture he had in his room. Leroy remembers the neighbour in the same duplex next door, cooking meth and selling drugs from his front door, often leading to shady characters coming by and the police often getting involved, while food also was often hard to find in the family home at times. As Leroy's mother was also dealing drugs, and the fact that Leroy referred to his own family as being loud, nosy neighbours kept filing noise complaints and claiming the children must be getting abused, so they were eventually kicked out of the duplex and were homeless for a period of time. Leroy spent a lot of his time hanging out and staying with friends at their houses during this time, often getting up to no good, smoking marijuana and drinking underage. While as a family, they often had to crash at their mother's friend's house on the couch. Despite living in these harsh conditions, Leroy's mother wanted to give her sons the best education she could, so she applied for a scholarship at the prestigious Catholic private Australian Performing Arts Grammar School in the inner city suburb of Glebe. The school wasn't far from Waterloo via public transport, was right up Leroy's alley in terms of his dream to be a performer, and all the school fees would be covered under the scholarship. In order to gain entry into the school, Leroy had to audition and was successful. His brother Austin would also join him a year or so down the track. With Leroy getting this opportunity to attend the performing arts school, he wanted to give a little back to his mother, who he loves dearly. So he decided along with his good mate Kenny, that on the side, they would get a part-time job to support their mothers and hopefully be able to afford some branded clothing like Nike. Both Leroy and Kenny landed a job working in a local fruit shop, but they only lasted about six months as Leroy joked in an interview that it wasn't a great job, that the fruit was mouldy and that they usually spent their time hanging out in the shop's freezer section as it was so horrible. But having this experience consolidated for Leroy that he wanted to be a rapper and not work the average day job. Leroy struggled during high school years at the performing arts school, which he found to be quite strict, being a Catholic school, and he was often distracted easily. Leroy found it hard to fit in, being a generally poor kid, in a school surrounded by rich kids, and described himself as the outcast, with many of his real friends attending public schools. Many of the students at this private school didn't listen to rap music at all and would often laugh at Leroy for attempting to pursue a career in the music industry, with teachers, peers and even family members all telling him there was no way he could ever make it, especially being from South Sydney. Leroy claims that they just didn't get it, as he rapped about his life growing up, his experiences living in Redfern and Waterloo, and his music often contained a lot of swearing, which many of his teachers found offensive. They would occasionally call Leroy's mother, complaining about it, but Sloane would stick up for her son and backed him with his dream. Leroy even recalls being bullied over his taste in music, but despite all of the hate from others, he kept on going, writing new songs about all of his experiences growing up, including his parents' divorce, and later said in an interview, quote, I had to watch my mum do a lot of shit to survive and keep us fed. Music was definitely a way of keeping my head clear. 
Rapping was like therapy for Leroy. Putting his feelings and experiences into his lyrics was much easier than talking about his feelings with others during general conversation. If anyone wanted to know what he was up to or how he was feeling mentally, his music would tell you everything you needed to know as he always wrote very honest and raw lyrics. But Leroy knew if he wanted to make it big, he would need to attract a following and bring in some endorsement or funding. In order to do this, Leroy started waiting outside hotel rooms of celebrities, rappers and musicians, hoping he could run into them and get a chance to play them his music, as he was inspired by Eminem and Big Sean, who both used this method to help launch their careers. In one instance, Leroy had a female friend of his who had access to rapper Sway Lee. She managed to get Sway Lee to head downstairs and take a listen to Leroy's music, which later resulted in Leroy being invited to Sway Lee's concert backstage and the pair collaborating as he elaborated on his hustling process by saying, quote, I would go and wait outside hotel rooms for big artists that were coming to town. I'd try to play my music and find different ways to meet them or get backstage. That was a big thing I used to do for about two years. As well as this method, Leroy revealed that he and his mother would be up late most nights, scanning the internet, looking for email addresses and phone numbers of artists or their agents, and attempted to get signed or collaborate that way. This method proved quite successful, as Leroy linked up with Young Money on one occasion. Leroy continued working extremely hard on perfecting his lyrics and continued recording music, scoring some further recording time at DJ Ziggy's studio at just the age of 12 or 13, spending most Fridays through to Sundays in the studio. It was here at the studio where he met a producer named Khalid Rahome, who had worked with Rihanna previously. Khalid quickly got to know Leroy and after speaking with him, he was moved by his current lifestyle situation and past experiences. Leroy and Khalid got along well and started hanging out together and recording music at Khalid's studio in North Strathfield. After realising Leroy had a talent for songwriting and seeing Leroy's home life in Waterloo when dropping him back from a recording session, Khalid felt bad for Leroy and wanted to help him out, so he landed Leroy some work writing songs for other artists which would earn him a very handy grand or two here and there. One particular artist that Leroy ended up writing for included American rapper A Boogie. While A Boogie was recording his part for a song Leroy wrote, Leroy snuck into the studio and introduced himself and played some of his other material, which eventually led to A Boogie taking down Leroy's number and the pair later collaborated. Then on the 16th of August, 2018, Leroy released his debut EP, titled 14 with a Dream, releasing it a day before his 15th birthday. Leroy was also now going by the stage name, The Kid Leroy, which of course would become his permanent stage name, with the EP itself featuring five solid tracks, one of which was titled Blessings and had been uploaded onto Spotify and SoundCloud prior to the EP's release, and had earned quite a number of streams. The EP was put together with the help of Khalid Rahim and DJ Ziggy, as well as featuring collaborations with B. Wise, Manu Crooks, and The Miracle. Later that month, the kid Leroy waited until the last 10 minutes before midnight of a month-long deadline 
to enter a competition that Australian radio station Triple J Unearthed were holding for high school age musicians showcasing the young talent that Australia has to offer. Leroy managed to battle his way to the top five, becoming a finalist in the competition with the songs Blessings, Disconnect and In My Feelings being uploaded, which saw him gain thousands more followers on his social media platforms, especially after an interview with the Unearth radio station. Things started happening for Leroy pretty quickly after this, as he started packing out local venues, uploaded a successful cover of Drake's Non-Stop to YouTube, collaborated on a track with Little Skies, he supported the R&B duo They, and then featured at festivals in front of thousands of fans, all at the age of 15, and being a student. Leroy loved being a role model for kids even younger than him, and loved how the local community would get behind him. American-based rapper and CEO of Grade A Productions, Little Bibby, was made aware of the kid Leroy when he first heard the song Blessings. He says within five seconds of listening to the song, he knew he had to find out who this kid was and attempt to sign him. He was blown away over the fact that he was only 14 when recording this track and that he was better than most older than him. Bibby then called his friend, named Peter Gideonwo, who was an artist manager for Juice World and a partner of Grade A Productions, where Bibby said to Peter, I gotta find this kid. For around a year, little Bibby had his eye on Leroy's music before a Juice World tour of Australia would be the perfect opportunity to have Peter go and meet with Leroy in Australia. Almost immediately after Peter and Juice World touched down in Sydney, Australia, in late 2018, they organised a meeting with Leroy to be held at a nearby hotel. Leroy decided to bring three of his closest mates along with him, where they were asked to wait in a room for Peter to arrive. As they waited, Leroy and his friends decided to order room service as it was on the house when they heard a knock at the door. Leroy answered expecting to receive their food, only to see Juice World standing right in front of them. Leroy had been a big fan of Juices in the past couple of years, and was simply starstruck, as he and his mates couldn't believe what was happening. The meeting got underway, and Peter liked Leroy's confidence and ability at such a young age to know what he wants as a musician. By the end of the meeting, Leroy was already set to go on a short tour of Sydney and Melbourne as a support act with Juice World, beginning in January 2019. After Juice World wrapped up a number of appearances at the Falls Art and Music Festival in Tasmania, Byron Bay and Victoria, and the Field Day Festival in Sydney, at just the age of 15, the kid Leroy made his debut alongside Juice World on a Friday night, the 4th of January 2019, at the Enmore Theatre in Newtown, Sydney, followed by a performance the next evening in Melbourne at the Forum. It was an amazing experience for Leroy, who learned a lot in a short amount of time from Juice World. Peter and Little Bibby from Grade A Productions, as well as Juice World, liked Leroy so much that they even offered him the dream of a lifetime to join them back in LA to help launch his career in the States, as Leroy signed with Grade A Productions and also Columbia Records in a joint deal during March 2019. Leroy's mother was very excited for him and encouraged him to take up the opportunity. Money had always been tight, so Leroy didn't want to pass the opportunity up. 
The Kid Leroy, age 15, quit school during year 9 without even signing out of school and jetted out of Sydney, Australia to live in LA for the time being with Juice World and Pete from Grade A Productions, while Leroy's mother and brother remained in South Sydney for the time being. During 2019, Leroy would spend a lot of time in the studio with Juice, observing and soaking in as much information as he could as Juice became a mentor to Leroy, as he advised him on how to make it in the industry and techniques to use in his own music, like adding more melody to his songs rather than just rapping all the time, and Juice gave him some instrumental advice that Leroy still uses to this day, which was to freestyle when recording instead of having lyrics pre-written. That way you get the best possible lyrics straight from the heart at that exact moment. It's more real, raw and natural. This would eventually evolve into Leroy's own technique where he would record non-stop freestyle to a beat, whatever comes to his mind or how he feels at the time for sometimes an hour or until he feels like he has enough good material for a song. Then he would mix and match and copy and paste the best lines in the best possible sequence. When recording, Leroy liked to keep it low-key with just him and the producer in the room, which was to help settle his anxiety, although he likes to include others when arranging his songs to get the best possible tracks. Juice and Leroy bonded so much that Juice referred to Leroy as his little brother, and Leroy referred to Juice as Big Brother. During these studio sessions, and while Juice toured, Leroy released a track to SoundCloud called Winning, which is really the first indication that he was headed places. Momentum started to pick up in the US when Leroy performed at the Rolling Louds festivals in New York and Miami. By December 2019, things were really taking off after the release of the Kid Leroy's music video for the song Let Her Go, which was directed by the renowned Cole Bennett of Lyrical Lemonade. The music video channel, which has over 18 million subscribers on YouTube, was the perfect exposure to put the Kid Leroy's name out there, which led to his fan base growing, as well as attention from record labels and other artists looking to collaborate with the potential star. Within just three days, the views had jumped to 1 million on YouTube for his song Let Her Go. Just a day after the release of the Let Her Go music video, however, on the 8th of December 2019, the Kid Leroy's mentor, Juice World, was found dead of a suspected drug overdose at just the age of 21. Juice had been travelling via private jet from LA to Chicago when the FBI and law enforcement raided the jet upon landing, suspecting firearms and drugs were on board. In order to hide the drugs, it's believed Juice consumed a number of unknown pills leading to his overdose and eventual death, being pronounced dead hours later at a local hospital. A later coroner report found toxic levels of codeine and oxycodone in Juice's body, being labelled as the cause of death. The kid Leroy was obviously devastated by the news, claiming it took him a good two weeks to recover from the news, but he vowed to carry on his legacy paying tribute to the great mentor that he was and knew that Juice would want him to soldier on and make him proud. Despite the sad loss of Juice World, as 2020 rolled around, the Kid Leroy was starting to crack the charts with the release of Diva featuring Little Tecker, the track Addison Ray about the famous TikToker and social media influencer 
and fade away, all managing to chart in the 70s in Australia, while Diva and Addison Ray especially went viral on social media. Diva even managed to go platinum in the US, gold in Australia, and chart at number 6 in New Zealand, while also going viral with the music video for the track, now totaling around 63 million views on YouTube. Leroy was now quickly taking off, and with the modern trend of singing or rapping about fame, money, cars and girl troubles, played right into Leroy's style, with most of his music being about these topics. While he was placed into the mumble rap category by others, it was his strong lyrical ability for just a 16 year old that made him such a prospect for the future, as every new song he released just got better and better lyrically. The track Addison Ray was dropped around the time the kid Leroy was persuaded by his friends to join TikTok, which proved to be a masterstroke, utilising the platform to make the track go viral. While the song itself is a bit lame, Leroy states that the song started off as a bit of a joke, and that Addison Ray was used to symbolise another girl that he was interested in. Using Addison Ray's name ultimately worked wonders, especially with the younger teenage audiences, and only boosted the Kid Leroy's status in the industry, leading to more streams and sales, due to Addison being so popular on the social media app. Leroy also started attracting many female fans at this time, based on his evolving look, from short-haired street kid with crooked teeth, to almost a Justin Bieber lookalike, after paying to get his teeth fixed. Now with a slight amount of success, he could finally afford to buy himself and his family nice things, which was something that he had always dreamt of. Leroy wanted to be the first Aussie rapper to break into America, and he was now certainly on the verge of it. However, spending so much time in LA caused him to slowly lose aspects of his Australian accent, mixing it with American, or as Leroy suggests, a Chicago-style accent, due to most of his American friends being from Chicago. He stated that his new friends found it hard to understand his Australian slang, so he decided since he's staying, he may as well get used to the way Americans speak. Eventually in 2020, Leroy was able to bring his mother and brother over to live in LA with him, but this would now mean that he wouldn't get out to Australia much anymore, despite the occasional visit around Christmas time. Leroy was proud, however, to give his mother and brother a more comfortable life and that he could repay his mother for all she had sacrificed in the past. In order to stay focused on making it big, he decided to get fit, hiring a personal trainer, and continued to play basketball on the side. Leroy often expresses that he works extremely hard to perfect his music, and that he is always in the studio and being involved in how each and every track on his albums are arranged. While his main goal is to look after his family first, he claims he wants to be, quote, the biggest artist in the world and that he loves pushing himself to hopefully one day achieve this. Things really kicked off for the Kid Leroy when a track called Go was released featuring the late Juice World. The track Go would serve as a tribute to Juice with it becoming the first track to put the Kid Leroy into the top 50 in four countries including Australia where it reached number 23. Despite falling short at number 52 in the US, it managed to make it to number 22 on the hip-hop R&B chart in the US, going platinum in Canada, the US, and Australia. The lyrics in the song delve into Juice's struggle with drugs and women, 
while Leroy sings about relationship troubles also. Juice provides his verse to Leroy as a gift after missing his 16th birthday dinner celebrations as a way to say sorry, and is seen in the music video telling Leroy, quote, That's a $200,000 gift, little bro. On the 17th of July, 2020, Leroy released the track, Tell Me Why, which saw some commercial success, especially in the States and in New Zealand, where it reached number three on their charts. The song once again is specifically about losing Juice World and how hard it is to cope without him as he sings the line, Tell me why, tell me why, it's so hard to say goodbye, and the line, Watch all my idols die right in front of my eyes. Then on the 24th of July, 2020, the Kid Leroy released his debut mixtape titled Fuck Love, featuring 15 short-length tracks as he didn't want the album and its main themes to become stale and drag on. Over time, with the release of a number of successful singles, Fuck Love would go on to number one in five countries, including Australia, the US and Canada, number two in Denmark and New Zealand, and made the top ten in a further five countries, including the UK. The mixtape would also go platinum in five countries, including Australia and the US, while in New Zealand, it went double platinum. The theme throughout the mixtape sees Leroy expressing his troubles in the past with relationships, which in the end turned him off them, and that maybe he's just not ready for love and would rather just have fun. In a recent interview, he claimed there was no one specific girl that comes to mind that ended up leaving him hurt, but realised he hadn't known what true love was until he met his current girlfriend, Katerina Deem. During July 2020, Leroy started dating social media influencer Katerina Deem after the pair met through mutual friends. Leroy would next release a deluxe edition of Fuck Love called Savage, featuring seven tracks with arguably his best track up to this point, released on the 23rd of October 2020, titled So Done. Again, Leroy delves into his relationship troubles as he keeps spotting his ex-girlfriend with her new boyfriend around town as he comes to the realisation that he needs to move on. The song has a great melody and catchy chorus, perfect for hitting mainstream radio and charts, as it did. So Done would be the Kid Leroy's most successful single so far, reaching number two on the Australian Urban Chart, while on the mainstream, it peaked at number four in Norway, six in Australia, where it went three times platinum, and made the top 30 on a range of charts around the world. The Kid Leroy's career would go to the next level, when on the 16th of December, 2020, a great track, titled Without You, was released, scoring the Kid Leroy his first ever number one record in Australia. Without You features a great pop melody, acoustic ballad rhythm, and excellent heartfelt lyrics that are almost impossible to get out of your head after just the first listen, as Leroy sings about being heartbroken by a girl leaving him, potentially for another man, while he is left to pick up the pieces, and wondering where it all went wrong, despite knowing it was toxic in the first place. As Leroy sings the now very popular lines, You cut out a piece of me, and now I bleed internally, left here without you. And it hurts for me to think about what life could possibly be like without you. And the lines, So there you go, oh, can't make a wife out of a hoe. I'll never find the words to say I'm sorry, 
but I'm scared to be alone. While the lyrics appear somewhat harsh and came under some criticism, being labelled as sexist by a few critics, especially for the line, can't make a wife out of a hoe, with of course people these days finding anything to pick apart, musicians such as Elton John and Ed Sheeran came out and praised Leroy's ability as a songwriter and the way Leroy was able to capture the pain and emotion of his experiences and put these feelings into words, despite not writing the song completely himself. Despite focusing mainly as a rapper, with slight melodies in the past, Without You displays Leroy's ability to be more diverse, and that he does in fact have a solid singing voice, despite also using auto-tune at times. When speaking about the song to Billboard, and whether the song was based on a true experience, Leroy claimed it wasn't actually about a serious relationship, but, quote, The project is about a girl or two, or three, that I was messing with or whatnot. He also revealed in another interview that the song was influenced heavily by Australian artist Sia, as he pictured her singing to the lyrics over the guitar chords and enjoyed her music growing up. With the help of a TikTok trend and a remix version of the track and music video featuring Miley Cyrus, Without You would rise once again in six countries, going to number one in Australia, number one on the alternative and adult chart, two in the UK, and the top five in 12 other countries, including the US. The track would be nominated for Song of the Year and Best Hip Hop Release at the Arias in 2021. It would go triple platinum in Australia and double platinum in the US, and the music video currently sits at over 80 million views on YouTube. During 2020 and into 2021, The Kid Leroy featured on over 20 tracks with different artists, including posthumous releases from Juice World that also managed to chart well, including the track Hate the Other Side. Leroy also featured on Justin Bieber's track titled Unstable, which was released with Bieber's album Justice, while Leroy also teamed with Machine Gun Kelly for the track Fuck You Goodbye. After originally debuting at number 3, and after 28 weeks of floating around the Australian ARIA albums chart, Fuck Love officially reached number 1 during February 2021, making The Kid Leroy the youngest Australian solo artist to have a number 1 album on the Australian ARIA chart at 17 years, 5 months and 22 days, replacing Delta Goodrum as a previous title holder. The Kid Leroy also became only the second Indigenous artist to reach the number one spot on the album chart alongside the late great Jeffrey Gurumul Unipingu. The Kid Leroy only got bigger and bigger and on the 8th of May 2021, Leroy debuted on Saturday Night Live alongside Miley Cyrus to perform Without You. After collaborating with Bieber on the track Unstable, The Kid Leroy also decided to part ways with Grade A Productions Pete and Little Bibby during June 2021, after signing a new management deal with Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande's manager, Scooter Braun. However, this would be short-lived also, when Leroy jumped ship to Adam Lieber's management in September later that year. During July that year, Leroy released a third instalment of the Fuck Love mixtape through Grade A Productions for the last time, called Fuck Love 3 Over You which also included a collaboration with Justin Bieber, titled Stay. Like you've probably heard all over your local radio station, 
Stay has taken over the airwaves with its catchy synth-pop beat and fast-paced melody. The theme of the song deals with relationship issues, once again, with both artists singing about their respective relationships and often being the cause of their problems with their partners, but they don't want to lose their partners at any cost. The music video currently stands at over 330 million views on YouTube, and with the social media video app TikTok, it has gone viral with a range of trends starting up. During the clip, we see Bieber and Leroy come together for the first time after many fans had been calling for the pair to collaborate for some time, with some referring to Leroy as an Australian version of the Canadian Justin Bieber with similar rises to fame and looks. Stay has become so popular that up to this point, it has reached number one in a total of 24 countries, including Australia, the US, Canada, across Europe, and New Zealand. While it has also managed to chart at number two in the UK, as well as another seven countries. It is currently multi-platinum in Australia and double platinum in the US. Leroy revealed that he had been sitting on the track for over a year after hanging out with Charlie Puth, his guitarist Omar Fetty, and Blake Slatkin. Charlie Poof was believed to have started playing a random tune on the keyboard, which Leroy loved, and eventually became the basis for the synth beat. Leroy quickly set up some recording software, and away they went, with Leroy stating, it was probably the most organic way of making a song I've ever done, ever. Then Leroy had a great idea to make it a collaboration with Justin Bieber, thinking his type of voice would suit the song perfectly. After previously joining Bieber on a track for his album Justice, Leroy called Bieber up and played him the track, and he absolutely loved the lyrics, and they laid down the vocals. Despite Bieber at first not liking his own vocals so much, the track of course took off, withdrawing any previous doubts over the song, and has so far become the Kid Leroy's biggest hit to date. Stay is currently the longest reigning number one hit on the Global 200 chart, and first to enter double digits, totaling 11 weeks. Stay has also broken the record for becoming the fastest to break 1 billion streams in the shortest amount of time, being 118 days, after dethroning Ed Sheeran's Shape of You. Thanks to all of this recent success, The Kid Leroy also currently sits within the top 20 most streamed artists on Spotify, with over 54 million monthly listeners. Quite incredible achievements for only an 18-year-old from Waterloo, Australia. Recently, the Kid Leroy also revealed in an interview that he has patched things up with his father, who he says is a great guy and that they are now close despite their rocky relationship in the past, while the Kid Leroy also continues to write songs for other artists, one of which he co-wrote with Ed Sheeran for another musician. The Kid Leroy recently revealed in an interview that he usually writes a song a day, or sometimes up to three a day, and is currently sitting on around 1,000 unreleased tracks, despite many of them needing fine-tuning. No doubt signalling that plenty of new music is well and truly on the way. With his most recent single being released, which is a solid track titled Still Chose You, featuring Mustard, where Leroy sings about his love for his current girlfriend, Katarina Deem, who also features in the music video. The release of this track signals the end of the fuck love era as Leroy looks to begin the next chapter of his career. Leroy says while he still loves his home country of Australia and is still determined to put them on the map, 
the US and especially LA, is where he feels at home musically and going forward with his career. This has occasionally brought him under scrutiny by fellow Aussie rappers, those that say they knew him personally, and critics who label him a sellout. But the truth of the matter is, however sad it may be, if you want to make it big in the music business, America is the place to be. Currently, the Kid Leroy is up for a number of awards at various award shows, including the AMAs, ARIAs, and MTV Awards, and he's very well placed to take out some of them. He is currently planning on touring in 2022 for the End of the World Tour, which will see him headline his first world tour of Australia, New Zealand, Europe, the UK, Canada, and the US. So far, he has scored two huge number one hits, with Stay and Without You in Australia, with Stay being a huge number one hit all around the world, and has even topped the charts with his Fuck Love album in the US and Australia, breaking many records along the way, even beating monthly stream numbers of artists such as Drake. To think that the Kid Leroy is just 18 years old, has come from a struggling family from the south of Sydney, and has already achieved all of this is quite amazing and strongly suggests that there is plenty more to come from this young Australian hip-hop artist who seems so determined to succeed, look after his family, be a role model for kids like him, and to become the star he has always dreamed of since he was a child. With his latest successful single releases, leaning towards a more melodic and pop-centered approach, and being extremely successful with these as well, it's highly likely the Kid Leroy will be pursuing this style further, heading into the future. The Kid Leroy is rapidly improving in regards to the way he writes lyrics, the ability to write a pop hit, and the discovery that he may be better off using his great voice that he possesses, rather than just rapping. One thing is for certain right now, and that is the Kid Leroy is most definitely on the rise. And I, for one, am looking forward to how he approaches the next chapter of his career. Thank you all so much for joining me for that story. Don't forget to check out our other episodes from Season 1 and 2. You can also find us on social media at places like Facebook and Instagram. If you're really enjoying the podcast and would like to give back for the hard work that goes into it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave a review on iTunes, let your friends know about what they've been missing out on, and click the free subscribe button to the podcast so you can receive notifications when new episodes become available direct to you. If you would like to support the podcast that one step further, then feel free to head to our Patreon page or buymeacoffee.com where you can pledge your support for as little as $1 a month. Every bit of support is greatly appreciated and it means I can continue to bring you more great episodes in the future. Once again, thank you all for listening. I'm your host Adam Hampton and this is Lyrics of Their Life.